Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to e-commerce conversations, a podcast by practical e-commerce. Hello. This is an e-commerce conversation for Practical E-commerce, and I'm Armando Roggio. Product reviews can play an important role in e-commerce. Something like 9 out of 10 shoppers read product reviews, and many studies over many years have shown that reviews help shoppers to make online buying decisions. To talk about e-commerce reviews, we have with us Paul Kerwin, the CEO and founder of Channel Signal, a product review monitoring analytics firm. And you might know a few other companies that Mr. Kerwin has founded, like 3.5 or Experticity. So, Paul, thank you for being with me today. Thank you, Armando. I appreciate, uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. So our audience won't necessarily know this, but Paul and I have actually done this once already because of a little bit of recording error on my side. So, uh, so Paul, I'm going to ask you that first question again. And uh, you had started off beautifully. I hope you'll do it again for us. But describe why you think product reviews are important for e-commerce. Well, as you pointed out at the top of the show, 90% of consumers read product reviews and they have 82% of, of trust in those product reviews. So peer-to-peer uh, conversations are very important. And uh, consumers view product reviews as direct feedback from consumers who have purchased a product, and then one or two weeks later have come back and reported on um, the performance of that product. So when companies uh, measure the voice of the buyer, which is what we really call product reviews, when they measure the voice of the buyer, they can understand what products to fix and what products are really getting traction. And um, what they can also do is they can understand in sales, like I just said, in sales, what they can do is they can push the products that consumers like. They can fix the products that consumers don't like. And then marketing can utilize the language of the buyer in its marketing materials so it leverages what the, what the buyers think. Because if consumers are really uh, trusting what buyers are writing, then brands must, have, must repurpose that information uh, and communicate that back to uh, to potential buyers. You know, most of the conversations that I have about product reviews tend to focus on you know negative reviews or or getting more reviews. But what you've said right there, um, it, it doesn't address either of the things. So you're saying you really think the value, and I'm speaking for you here. You're going to correct me. I hope in a second, but you really think the value of the reviews is almost the customer intelligence that you can get from them. Yes. Um, we have a channel signal. We have over a million product reviews. Um, this is this is collected uh, in a relatively short period of time, and of those reviews, uh, eighty to eighty-two percent of them are positive or very positive. Now, you obviously want to read the positives and you want to understand what you're doing right if you're a brand, because again, that's direct feedback from the buyers. 
But what you're also getting now is you're also getting direct criticism um, from the buyers on what products aren't working. And a lot of times the, the buyers talk about the brand. Uh, they talk about the brand's customer service. They talk about the performance of the product. So you're getting a lot of rich information uh, from the buyer. Um, and so when you know a lot of CEOs have said this to me over the last few years, oh, they're all negative anyway. Well, no, that's just the opposite. They aren't all negative. They're mostly positive, but the negative it, it, it typically is very well thought out. And if I could go a little further, mm -hmm. the, difference, the, the difference between product reviews and social media is mostly buyers, when they sit down to write a product review, the sentence structure is better, uh, the, the slang is absent, uh, the bad language is absent because the buyer knows that he or she is communicating directly and directly to consumers that they respect. So where in social media, you get a lot of stream of consciousness and you get a lot of um, double negatives, double positives, not great language, a lot of slang. In product reviews, uh, these are more thoughtful communications from the buyer to the consumer. Uh, and that's another reason why uh, companies are so interested in product reviews because it's becoming an actionable and reliable metric. Now, how are you sort of parsing those reviews? So are you suggesting that someone, you know, manually read the reviews? Are you using some sort of an algorithm or a programmatic way to measure sentiment and review? What's the, the approach? Yeah, great question. Um, the approach that, that Channel Signal works with a lot of different companies, uh, but most of the time, the companies are getting a fair amount of product reviews. Think in the hundreds or the thousands, either on a, a monthly or weekly, monthly or a, a quarterly basis. So there's a lot of reviews. So there's, there's no way to manually go in and uh, do, you know, fill out an Excel spreadsheet and then have six or seven or eight people go in and start going to Amazon, Best Buy, Target, Walmart. Really what you need to do is you need to aggregate all of those reviews into one platform so the brand can take a look at the performance of individual products and categories. It can, it can measure its individual brand and also importantly, they can measure uh, who their good e-commerce partners are. E-commerce partners uh, being defined as posting uh, a good volume of product reviews. I'm collecting all of this information, and you've described how you do that in your platform. One of the things we like to do on this podcast is think about how someone you know might get started in if they're not quite ready for a platform. Are there things, I mean, is it the sentiment that's in there? Are you looking for you know, someone who said, hey, I really like this shoe, but the fit's a little bit wrong, or are there sort of key words that you're looking for, or, or how does that pro part of the process work? Yeah, well, if, if you're not, if, if you've got a lot of reviews and you're using a platform like Channel Signals, what you're, what you're looking for is you are looking for words. Um, like, for instance, if the word money comes up in your product reviews, it's not a good thing. Uh, consumers, when they use the word money, it's like not worth the money. I spent my hard-earned money. 
and we we look at those positive and negative trigger words. Uh, but I you know I think that when you when you look at the overall and you're a smaller company and what you're really looking for is you're really looking for what products are getting positive traction and what products are getting negative traction and, and why. Um, and you know, previous to this, you and I talked about the why uh, and that product reviews answer um, answered the why. So in other words, the product isn't, let's say if it's an apparel product and it doesn't fit. Okay, why doesn't it fit? Well, the consumer will tell you that. And so what you want to do is you want to start taking a look at those product reviews and distilling down the actionable pieces of information on the products to fix and also the products to leverage with regard to your positive reviews. In other words, uh, if, you're, if you're doing headphones uh, or if you're making headphones or or something like that, and the headphones fit beautifully, and they, they're very comfortable. Uh, that's something that you want to sell. So if you're, you know, if you're a smaller company, number one, you want to start looking, looking for actionable information inside the product reviews. And uh, number two, what you want to do is get enough uh, product reviews. Uh, you know, and I know what you're going to ask, so I might as well just continue if you don't mind, Armando. Yeah, no, go ahead. Is, um, is that um, to encourage product reviews, a lot of companies uh, are, they have an e-commerce site on their .com. So it's brandx.com, and you can buy right off that, right off brandx.com. Well, then what a lot of companies are doing now is one or two weeks after the purchase, they write an email uh, to uh, the buyer and invite them to write a product review. And in that, in that invitation, they say, we, don't, we would love it if it was positive, but if it's negative, what we're also going to do is, is, is we're, we're going to improve the product with your feedback. So you, 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 know, you can aggregate and, and collect more product reviews that, you know, that way, and that's how you should start. Now, now, Channel Signal measures and analyzes product reviews, but we are in the business of helping companies get more reviews. That's really up to them and the buyer because they need to start talking directly to the buyer because the buyer doesn't want to hear from a third party like Channel Signal. The buyer wants to actually hear from the people who have actually sold them the product to encourage a product review. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And because I kind, of, I kind of like to have things in nice little bullet points sometimes, as I'm hearing you talk about this, you know, once I sort of understand the why behind a review, it sounds like there's a few kinds of, of insights that I might be able to take away. You talked with the example of the apparel, um, you know, maybe learning why something is a fit. And, and that might be a situation where, you know, maybe I need to, to look at the product sourcing or get a different product to place it. And you mentioned the headphone example where that's maybe where that product review could inform my marketing kind of in that sort of a, a bullet point format enumerate for me if you will what are the specific actionable insights that an e-commerce business you know can can sort of gain once you start to look at the why behind a review yeah um when you start looking at the at the at the why's um let me give you 
um, some examples, and I'll give you a, a large example first. Um, uh, when Apple brought out the touch bar, and I think uh, just for your listeners, uh, the touch bar is on uh, the um, uh, MacBook Pro, the new MacBook Pro, and it's a bar at the top of the keyboard that you can touch and uh, there's uh, a lot of, you can, you can control a lot about the, the keyboard with that touch bar. Well, what was interesting is uh, Apple's competitors thought that that was uh, a gimmick and it wasn't going to go anywhere because what they thought the touch bar was, was Apple was just trying to get that between its iPods or its iPad rather and its computers and the all-in-one uh, that a lot of the other computer companies had, such as Dell, Lenovo, Microsoft, etc. Well, actually, once this uh, got in uh, to the consumer review cycle, buyers were saying they thought it was a gimmick too until they used it, and then they started to love it. And so now all the competitors of Apple are looking at this saying, huh, okay, we need to implant the benefits of the touch bar into our next uh, generation of, of all-in-one computers. So that was one example um, uh, of, of, of something that measuring competitors uh, is, 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 will, will, is a really good thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the second example uh, is of a, a shoe company, a footwear company, that continually got really high marks for comfort uh, it, with regard to this one shoe. And ladies loved the shoe. They liked the looks of it, but particularly it was a high-heeled shoe, and they loved, uh, they loved again, the comfort of it. The, the issue then, it was month after month after month, they were getting 4.7, 4.8 star ratings, and I think all your listeners know what a star rating is. But once they got that, after about five or six months, they thought to themselves, why don't we make a whole line out of this shoe? And they did. And they haven't launched it yet, but they're very excited because, again, they're following, they're following uh, the suggestions and the paths brought, uh, built by the buyers. And there's just a couple of examples. There's a lot of other smaller examples where uh, companies have adjusted fit, uh, where just uh, companies have put a hood on the top of, of a jacket because buyers were suggesting a hoodie on this would be great. Uh, and there's, there's many more adjustments, some minor, some major, uh, that these companies have made, and it's made a difference in their sales. Is there anything else that you want to add, Paul, about uh, about reviews for e-commerce before we wrap up? Yes, Armando, I would. Um, in, in the past, brands have always talked about they believe in advertising. Uh, they just don't know which half, you know, they, they spend a lot on advertising. I can't remember exactly what it is, but they can't remember what, what half works of, of advertising. Sure. And... And what has happened now with the buyer is the buyer is utilizing large publishing companies like uh, Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, Target, 
REI, backcountry.com, uh, and a lot of the e-commerce sites, the brand e-commerce sites, and they're able to reach these buyers that write product reviews, they're able to reach a very large audience. And again, uh, the, the consumers trust this uh, to the tune of 82%, and the only thing higher is the person-to-person -person conversations that people would have uh, among themselves about um, a bike or a pair of shoes or apparel or headphones or whatever it would be, that's 84%. So when people have conversations at a cocktail party or on the golf course or on the trail or at work or whatever it is, it's 84%. But underneath that is 82% for product reviews. And now that buyers have such such large and powerful broadcasting mechanisms through the e-commerce sites, they're reaching a very big audience. And that's the reason why brands feel like they need to absolutely start measuring this because this is their, the buyer is now becoming the best sales force that the brand has, especially on the positive side. And uh, with that, I, that's, you know, that's what I'd like to add to the conversation. You know, I really love the way you put that because I tell folks all the time that uh, retailers are also publishers. You have to be in the publishing business as well. So I like the analogy you made with uh, Best Buy and Amazon, et cetera, being publishing platforms for, for folks to submit reviews. The other thing I like that you said there a lot, which is uh, the power of word of mouth. You know, a couple of statistics have been thrown around in this. I started off by saying about 90% of shoppers will read a review uh, before making a, a buying decision. You add to that then that that um, you know, 8 out of 10 of them really trust what they read in those reviews from their peers, and it is, in fact, a pretty powerful tool. Paul, I really thank you for uh, taking time for this e-commerce conversation. Have yourself a great day. Uh, just one more thing. If I, could, uh, if I could also make one more, one more comment here, if I could, Go ahead. Um, on the, the importance of competitors in that uh, a lot of the brands now are measuring their competitors because as they measure their competitors, they can see what the buyers like and don't like about their competitors, and it's a comparative analysis that they really like. And again, Armando, I appreciate your time and the opportunity.